Welcome back, everybody, to the Ready, Set, Review podcast, your number one place for movies, music, comics, and culture. I'm Anthony. And I'm Matt. <laughs> we have a great show for you today. We're really excited. Um, so a lot of things going on, as usual. Uh, a lot of rumors and some really cool trailers got dropped. So uh, let's get right into it. Right? You know, the first thing that we actually want to talk about is, uh, is a culture moment, something that I think is pretty cool, right? <laughs> is uh, some some big dragon energy, if you will. <laughs> so I don't know if, uh, if you guys have heard the story, but there was a runner out in Colorado who was doing his morning jog, and uh, while he was on his jog, he heard something behind him, and he turns around, and there's a fucking puma that's sitting behind him. <laughs> now, the, the reports are saying that it was like a baby puma. It was only about uh, only 90 pounds. Yeah, it's still a fucking puma. <laughs> yeah, it's still, a, it's still a vicious murder machine, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Like, if it was a 90-pound Rottweiler, that's like medium murder machine. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like a 90-pound puma, that's full-on murder just <laughs> coming at your face, right? And not only did this guy stand his ground, right? You talk about that fight or flight mentality, but this guy actually stood his ground, fought the puma, yeah, and won. Right, choked the thing out and and killed the puma, defending his life. Apparently, he 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 got away relatively, uh, not relatively unscathed. I mean, he had a pretty bad uh, laceration on his face. Like apparently, the the puma bit him in the face, and then he had a pretty bad laceration on his arm. And we were talking about this before. We choked about, but. It, but did he? I mean, like, I mean, I, you know, look, I, they said, like, what did he RKO it? Just I, like, <laughs> I don't know where. Like, is he a Brazilian jiu-jitsu expert? Did he like take his back and like, you know, did he get a rear naked choke on this thing? Like, how do you choke out a puma? Like, I've wrestled around with my dog. I have a, I have a 19 pound Shiba Inu. Yeah, that thing is more squirrely than anything. I can't imagine what it would be like to wrestle a puma. Yeah, it's impossible. Like, I, I play around with my dog, and if he, if he doesn't want me touching him, I'm not touching him. No way. <laughs> and you're certainly not going to hold him down. And he's only about what 40, 50 pounds. Yeah, 55 pounds. Yeah, yeah. he's not that big. So, uh, so yeah, I, you know, you were, you were saying before, like, I think it's more likely that he probably beat the thing to death with like a rock or something. Yeah, hey, maybe, <laughs> I don't know. The experts came out and they did the autopsy on the, uh, the lion and it seemed to confirm what they had said. And they said that it, it had died from asphyxiation and he had choked the thing out. I, I want that know, guy. I, yeah, you know what? I want to know more about this story. I want to know who the guy is. Yeah. I want to know, I want to know a play by play of how the <laughs> fight went, right? See, for you me, know, it's also, too, like, you know, I uh, I hear a lot of great things about Colorado, but I, I have no desire to live in, a, in an environment where there are just things lurking around that can kill me at any moment. Wow. You know, and I mean, that's crazy. And they, they actually opened the park back up, right, because they, they had said, you know, oh, it was just kind of like a, a standalone incident. And then while the um, the park team was out investigating, they found more mountain lion activity yeah, like, that on. was there. And they immediately shut the park down. And they're like, uh, yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, it's like those people right? that live in Australia. And, like you wake up in, a, in the morning and there's 17 tarantulas in your house. And that's just like a normal day for them. Yeah, you know, <laughs> those giant crabs that right? like, crawl up there like, like the size of dogs that crawl up the side <laughs> of garbage cans, right? Just, no thanks. You know, not for me. <laughs> it's just like death city. Yeah, not for me, mate. <laughs> You know, and it's funny, we, we, you know, we say uh, dragon energy, but good on him, right? You know, and, and, you know, you get into that fight or flight mentality and he, he stood his ground and, and uh, decided to fight for his life instead of, you know, doing something dumb like running away. Um, yeah. You know, 
and uh, and he won. <laughs> he won. You know, I wouldn't advise it for anything else. Anybody else that's out there, do, uh, you know, you know, I don't, you it's, know. The, it's the new UFC training regiment, Mountain yeah. Lion wrestling, Mountain <laughs> Lion wrestling, right? Like what's his name, Khabib? Yeah, he Khabib. Wrestle bears. Right? He used to wrestle bears, dude. The guy can wrestle mountain lions now, right? You know, he's got that dragon energy. You know, what happens when a uh, a lion fights a dragon, right? Lion's gonna get killed. Yeah, man. <laughs> Especially the dragon breathes fire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That dude definitely breathes fire. So good on you. We support you. Hope you get better soon, pal. Uh, even though we have no idea who you are, I'd love to, you know, be able to send my uh, my best wishes to uh, to you. But uh, you know, yeah, keep up that dragon energy, right? Speaking of dragon energy. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of lions versus dragons. Uh, we got some photos last week. Uh, first, first right, photos. This, 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 oh, this week. week? Yeah, this, this week. week. Just, just a couple uh, days ago. First photos from the uh, final. Is it season eight? Uh, season nine. Nine. Final season, season of nine. Game of Thrones. Yeah. And you know, I mean, there's not much more you can say about it other than the photos came out. They look like what we expected them to look like. We're pretty yep. excited. And there's a little teaser trailer that dropped um, a couple weeks ago. Uh, and it was pretty cool. It was just a little, like, maybe 30-second trailer with uh, yep. the Stark children down in the tombs there. And they yep. go up and they see, um, you know, they, they're passing by the statues of former – you know, you see Ned Stark. Yep. And, and then yeah. and they get Leona to the end. Well. Yeah. yeah. And they get to the end and they see their statues. And, and it's just like, <laughs> well, okay. And they yeah. turn around they pull their swords. And yeah, and like, then there's the ice that's coming in, yep. right? You know, so, I mean, we can go back and forth and, and uh, try and, and debate rumors and the way that it's going to end. I've, I've heard that... We'll the all end, be wrong. <laughs> I've, I've heard that the ending is going to be very divisive for fans. Like, it's going to be some kind of, like, you know, kind of crazy ending, just like Game of Thrones always has yeah. been, where, you know, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people that die. I mean, they're, they're bringing the story to an end, right? And it would be very Game of Thrones that if it gets <laughs> all the way to the end and Daenerys finally takes the throne and then like she gets like poisoned or something and, like, just dies. that was the way that um one of my favorite backstories on game of thrones is the the story of the dance of dragons oh yeah right? where it's it's the two targaryen families that fight each other and um and that's exactly the way the story goes where it's this huge long battle and then finally the king comes back with his like uh, with I think it's Sunspot is the name of his dragon. I forget. Or it's it's yeah. a white dragon. I forget the name of the dragon. But uh, and then he sits on the throne, and then it's like a month later he just gets poisoned. Yeah. And just <laughs> it's like you have this whole long epic like thing that they do, and then it's just oh yeah he gets poisoned. Yeah, that's it's very Game of like, Thrones. Yeah, it's like hey, you remember everything that you were watching? Well, none of it meant. Yeah, no, no, so. no character is guaranteed to live. Like, yeah, like I do not. Good. If you're expecting a happy ending. You haven't been paying attention. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So another uh, little bit of culture news we wanted to talk about, sort of crossing over worlds here. The uh, There's a bank worker, and I think it was Brazil, um, a couple yep. of weeks ago. He, yeah, in uh, Sao Paulo. Yeah, uh, he knew he was getting fired. He gave, you know, he gave no, him or, or, he, 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 he gave his notice. Sorry, yeah, he was leaving. He was giving he his, his two notice. weeks or whatever. And on his last day, he comes in. Full Spider-Man costume, man, and it's a it's a good Spider-Man costume yeah. too. Like big <laughs> shout out to this guy because he you know he went anonymous and he, he stole has... my idea, man. Because like that's what I wanted to do when I <laughs> son of a bitch, man. Yeah. <laughs> you give your last two weeks and then on your final day you show up and just full Spider-Man regalia, dude. dude. And the guy like worked his day and he's sitting there. There's like just go online and look for the video. It's on YouTube. Just Google yeah, bank worker Spider-Man and it's phenomenal yeah his, like. his, his uh, co-workers were having a field day with it and were uh 
you know, posting pictures all over social oh, media God. and everything else. And it's just so, it's just so cool, man. And that's, the, you know, we, we always talk about, you know, kind of the, uh, the, the, the two types of 10 year olds, right. The 10 year olds at heart. And then the, you know, the actual 10 year olds. And this guy just kind of represents that. Like, you know, it's one of the things that I really like about society today is that it's okay to kind of flaunt your nerdiness. Right. Oh, 100%. Cause like everybody is nerdy. Everybody's got these little things that they're nerdy about. And I think that's one of the reasons why we were so upset at Bill Maher last week. Yeah. Right. And on the last episode, you know, for the things that he said, because like, look, that's, that's a part of our culture now. It's, it's, it's everywhere and it is everything. Right. And so it like, you know, let your freak flag fly, man. I, I tried to go with Spider-Man for Halloween last year and my wife wouldn't let me because the suit was too tight. And she's like, she's like I, just, I can see your dick. Like, like, you can't go to work like that. You can't go to work like that. She's like, what, what if you get hard? I'm not going to get hard at work. Like, what kind of question is that? Like... I mean, it was it was pretty tight. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. <laughs> you know, the issues with uh, having a tight Spider-Man suit, exactly, you know, it's a tight around the crotch. Sometimes it uh, makes people feel uncomfortable. The main reason I didn't wear it is because there was no fly on the suit. So yeah, it's so like, hard. all day long. <laughs> yeah, you have to, take the entire yeah. suit off just to piss. Yeah, like, just to go not, to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> not, 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 not for me. Which I want to know about this guy too, because his suit looked very like complete. Yeah. Right. It it looked like it was it was you know. Uh, a full suit. Yeah, it was so, a legit suit. Like, you know, did he have that same kind of problem? I'm going to guess probably. <laughs> <laughs> but good on you, buddy. Way, way to go. Man. And, you know, just uh, way to just uh, embrace your, your nerddom. <laughs> so, um, so let's get into the real meat and potatoes of stuff we want to talk about. Because like we said, a lot of stuff has been happening um, in the last week. And for a lot of us, we've been waiting around for a long time to hear yep. about news uh, regarding the Fox and Disney merger. So yeah. we all know that this has happened now, and speculation has been running rampant about what is going to happen, specifically yep. Yep. with a lot of the X-Men properties. Um, so a lot of official news has come out. Um, so I think the, the biggest piece of news is that the X-Men movies are going to be officially on hold, and Kevin uh, Kevin Feige, Feige got that Feige, Feige. Feige. Um, he's gonna more or less take the creative helm at least for the time being on the X Men movies, and he's come out and he's say that he's officially casting for a new Wolverine. Right. So that's awesome because. You know, again, a lot of people were speculating, you know, were they going to keep on making X-Men movies? Were they going to bring them into the MCU? And I think this is about as good as a confirmation as we're going to get, at least for the time being, that, yes, the the X-Men are coming to the MCU, and uh, we couldn't be more excited. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be really cool. I think it's the right time to bring in, you know, a new Wolverine. You're bringing into the new universe. Hugh Jackman did an incredible job. Like, you know, again, he's he's always going to be Wolverine. He's going to be just forever. I mean, he was... He was Wolverine in more movies than I think any actor has ever been James Bond or any other one single character in yeah. movies. I know him and Robert Downey Jr. were neck and neck at one yeah, point. Yeah, for but like I, movies. That, yeah. I think Robert Downey Jr. has edged him out because of the Avengers movies yeah. and everything like that. But um, I mean, even with I mean, with all of the X Men movies, they at least, especially even in um, Apocalypse, right, right, they even had a Wolverine cameo. You had that awesome Weapon X cameo, which is a waste of time. Oh man, the movie is a waste, but that scene right there was just—it was really cool. Yeah, it was really cool to see. Um, so yeah. it it makes you it makes you it makes you you think though that. With this news coming out, I mean, we yeah. already we already knew that Dark Phoenix was going to suck. Yeah. But this movie is just going to get 
buried. Like, yeah. nobody is going to give two shits about this movie no, when it comes unfortunately out. unfortunately not. And, yeah. and, you know, I do think that there are some really cool things. And, and obviously we're going to go and see it. But I think there's some really cool things about the movie. I really love their outfits that they wear. You know, those new X-Men outfits. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, but it's 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 one of those things where it's, it's really – Fox is in for a – bad year oh They're no 100 percent. they got a year. lot of bad stuff they, coming out. they they are going to hit that that cascade of just just terrible movies and i think that this is going to be the worst year for fox in the if, maybe ever maybe yeah. ever. ever i think they're going to have more box office bombs and lose more money this year than than ever before yeah because dark phoenix is 100 percent gonna bomb yeah um and and it's a shame too because you know i i've always said that i i liked the characters that they introduced um in apocalypse i thought that the um, I thought that uh, uh, the Jean Grey character was yep. great. The Scott the Scott Summers character was yep. great. The Nightcrawler, Night the Storm. I thought they were Angel all was great. Yeah, like they yeah. were all done really well, except for Psylocke. She was useless. Yeah, Psylocke um, was. Not so good. I was really excited, yeah. you know, to see them sort of take that on in the next movie. But the biggest mistake that we think they're making um, is they can't let like Apocalypse should have been a more or less a torch-passing movie from that X-Men First Class crew to this new crew. Because it was so painfully obvious that Magneto was just just shoehorned into Apocalypse. He does not need to be there. And it's even more obvious that he is just... He has no business being in this Dark Phoenix movie, yet he appears to be one of the main characters. And they still have James McAvoy, who was great as Professor X, but again, should not be in this movie. And fucking Jennifer Lawrence. Like, I love Jennifer Lawrence... I loved her as Mystique. She was amazing as Mystique in First Class and Days of yeah. Future Past. And she was completely wasted in Apocalypse. And she's yep. going to be completely wasted yeah. in fucking Phoenix. And it's just that it's, you can tell that it's something that she doesn't want to do. No. That she's literally yeah. just doing it for the paycheck. And you know what? You know, that, you know, there's something to be said about that. You know, you're an actor. It's your job, right? Most most people every single day go to jobs that they do not love. They, they yeah. go to jobs because they have – everybody's got a mortgage to pay, right? You know, the, that young be Nuremberg defense, right? Everyone's got a, mor- a mortgage to pay, right? And so she's just paying the mortgage, right? But it's it's so obvious and it comes out in her performance in Apocalypse. Michael, Michael Fassbender's become the jobber of the X-Men franchise. <laughs> really, yeah. like, but he's the best part. That's why they keep putting him into these movies because he is literally the best part. Like he was the best part in First Class. He was the best part in, in Apocalypse by far, even though he was shoehorned in there, right? And, and he, he was, was great in Days of Future Past. And he was amazing in Days of Future Past. Yeah. 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 So, so again, you know, it's a it's it's a shame to see these movies go this way especially with like the amazing history we have of x-men movies but you know that being said a lot of people were um were very uh, i mean uh, incorrectly upset about spider-man coming into the mcu because they thought it was a slight against the sam raimi movies and sorry nobody cares about the andrew garfield movies no they were terrible Um, and they were not good um but like you know what i mean if Spider-Man's appearance in the MCU has taught us anything. It's that Marvel knows what they're doing with their characters. So if you're worried about the X-Men coming into the MCU and you're worried that they're going to be not as good as we got with the Fox movies, don't worry. It's going to be fine. 
And more exciting news about oh. the Disney-Fox merger. Oh. This is the good news that everyone is getting behind. Disney has promised that they're going to continue making R-rated movies. Yeah, which is great. I mean, yeah. you know, it, you know, you can't just focus on one segment of the audience. You know, Disney has a, a stronghold on the, the kids' audience, right? Yeah. And it's really good, but, you know, there there is that audience for mature fans, especially because you have more mature titles. Yeah. You know, especially, you know, that was the one good thing about Fox was that they were able to do those more mature movies like Deadpool and keep them R-rated and, yeah. and make them really interesting <laughs> and, and edgy. Right, and you still want to be able to have those movies. So, despite it being on Disney, you don't want to have to to negate all of those movies because you know. Well, we've been saying this since day, and, and then just sit on the characters yeah. too. Like, like Logan was was an incredible movie because it was rated R, yeah. because it was so gory, because it was so bloody. Right, like it was it was so much more intense. It was so like. I cried at the end of the movie. Like oh, that yeah. movie was an absolute tearjerker, right? Yeah. Like you know, and and uh, Deadpool is was only good because it was R rated, right? Right. And we've known since the the Disney Fox merger news first came out because we are obviously the smartest guys in the room. When everybody else was, <laughs> when everybody else was rage pooping about uh, without the, question, yeah. without question. Like there, there's no way that Disney is gonna make R rated Deadpool movies. It's not happening. And we're sitting here going, listen. Idiots. Yeah. The Deadpool movie, you have to remember that the first Deadpool movie made over eight hundred million dollars yeah. at the box office. Yeah. Which is which is a feat just for not just for a comic book movie, but for any R-rated movie in general. Not just comic book movies, any R-rated movie. R-rated movies usually do not make that much money, like nowhere no near it. Yeah, and no that way. movie That's why people they fight yeah. to get that PG-13 exactly. rating and they cut things yeah. out. So you know, if you're so sitting they can get that PG-13 rating. So if you're sitting there thinking that Disney is going to look at that literal gold mine and just turn their backs on it because they're trying to cater to children, you're an idiot. Like there's no way yeah. they were going to do that. We've been saying no that way. since day 1. Yeah, no way. And yeah, they, they, and it's just such a cash cow that like they can't abandon it. So, which is really good. So, hopefully yeah. there will be an adult section on the Disney Plus app as well, right? Which I think will make the Disney Plus app much better. Right, I think I think it opens it up just the opposite way, where it's going to open it up to a whole new level of audience, where it's not just parents who have kids and kids themselves that are going to buy this. Now you've got that eighteen to you know, let's say fifty year old yeah. fan now in in that audience that wants to see those more edgy movies and the darker movies and darker stories. Right, you know, they could even it would be really cool even if they came out with like a segment of Disney where they call it Disney Dark. Yeah. Right? Or or something like that. Something yeah. edgy, you know, like a, a kind of edgy title like that. Well, we were talking about this the other day, too. I think that this news about the their commitment to continue making R-rated movies, I think this also indirectly speaks volumes to where we're going to end up with our Netflix heroes, our Daredevils, yeah. our Luke Cage, and our Punishers. Because yeah. everybody was saying there's no way that it's going to be on Disney+, Plus. it's too dark. But if Disney, the studio, is making... R-rated movies. Yeah, the, I mean the the Netflix stuff, while dark, is by no means R-rated. Yeah. So I think we're gonna get all of these characters now, whether or not they, whether or not it's still gonna be, you know, Mike Coulter as Luke Cage and and Charlie Cox as Daredevil. They might have to replace the actors because of some Netflix agreements. Yeah. But I think that same style of show that we got on Netflix is gonna come to Disney Plus. Yeah, I agree with you, and I think it's gonna be really cool. I think it'll be, um, uh, you know, I think it, I think it's gonna be 
something that that keeps them in the the stronghold position yeah. that they're in, right? Yeah. And which I don't see them losing their footing anytime soon because they're just such a juggernaut right now. Um, you know, there are you know the smaller indie film studios. I actually like Legion. Uh, Legion, I think it's called Legion. Oh, the show, M. Legion. No, 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 Legion M, which is a a fan. Oh, the fan, owned, yeah. It's like a fan owned uh, studio, so yeah. they they crowdsource. So they were responsible for making Mandy and a whole bunch of other movies. Um, that was just have been basically crowdsourced, and they just recently came out and said that they are going to be investing in the new Jay and Silent Bob movie. I saw that, right? Yep. Which is awesome, right? And it, you know, again, you know, the the power of the internet today, the power of society today, which I absolutely love, is that if you want something, right, you want it done, you just go and you you get the fans just to support it, it yeah, right? It. And and if you're if there's enough fan demand for it, you don't have to worry about a big studio to finance you. Crowdsource it, right? Yeah. And it, crowdsourcing is so easy nowadays. Yeah. And when you crowdsource for Legion, you actually own part of the studio, right? Yeah. You own part of the the company, which is really cool. You and know, some you, of the, you get to feel that ownership. Yeah, and some of that people tend to forget that some of the best movies have been made on these shoestring budgets. Like, you know, we, we are we are a little jaded with the the big budget comic book movies with their big special effects yeah. and their big name actors, but yeah. some of the best movies have been made on nothing budgets. You know, yeah. a lot of like Clerks, you were just talking about Clerks, Kevin Smith, yeah. that Clerks was made on a nothing budget and it's a legendary movie. Yeah. The um the original Robert Rodriguez, um uh not the uh the El Mariachi. Oh, El yeah. Mariachi. Yeah, yeah like yeah, before yeah. Antonio yep. Banderas took yep. over. Like, before Desperado. Yeah, exactly. Like, the Desperado. Like, yeah. legendary movies, like, made on these nothing budgets. And, like, yep. you don't need $100 million to make a good movie. Now, all of those movies that you mentioned, though, they're from a time past. I mean, you're talking about 25, 30 years ago on a lot of those movies, right? So is it possible today to still do a movie on a shoestring budget and have it be a success. Yeah. I would say yes. It I, is. You know, and I think that, you know, maybe not a success in wide release theaters. Right. Right. But I think that especially with, um, you know, the, the still prominent DVD market, right. Cause they're, they're still out there. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously, you know, things like Netflix and, and, um, even just getting a chance to purchase it on, on something like YouTube or anything like that. Right. I think that there's still ways for the movies to be successful and to make money. Right. And, and, and I think that it's, it's, it's a nice kind of secondary market that, that has been created. And that's the great thing about movies that become cult classic movies is that, you know, they, they, I feel like there's always this negative connotation about cult classic movies because they tend to not be successful at the box office and sometimes don't have the big name A-list actors right. or whatever. Yeah. But because the, the term cult refers to, in this day and age at least, such a large like a large bulk of the population. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, they don't make money at the box office because like you said, they get released on 25 screens for two weeks, right? But they make all their money in the aftermarket because there are still millions of fans that like these movies and the movies endure like that. And like, that's the great part about having these cult classic movies. Like I, we're cult, we're part of the cult. We're, yeah. we, we love 100%. cult movies. Like, well, and, that, and that's, that's the thing, you know, we were talking last week about the Funko pop movie. Yeah. And the reason that it's really cool that they're bringing it out is because, you know, and the reason, that Funko has has really tapped into something is because everyone has that you know special cult you know 
thing that they really like, right, that is not mainstream or there is that niche audience for it, right? And Funko creates figures and creates ways that you can represent that, right? Yeah. That really niche kind of desire or, you know, fandom that you have, you know, you can actually have a, a figure that represents it. And then, you know, I mean, when we were kids, that just never happened. You never got like figures of anything like that of like, you know, kind of like the niche stores. It was just the big, you know, kind of cartoons and comic books and yep. stuff like that. You know, you never got to, to see, you know, a lot of those ancillary characters that we always, and, you know, love and, and all those niche, you know, audience. And when you did get those ancillary characters, it was oh, always like, it man. was always Star Wars, like Kenner was notorious yes. for this. Yes. They would make a toy, you know, it was like the, it would be like the, you know, uh, guy number two sitting at the bar in Mos Eisley, who you see for 0.3 seconds in the movie. The Shastavian yeah. Wolfman in right? the cantina scene. But yeah. all of the Star Wars fans know exactly who you're talking about. No, not only that, but know the background yeah. about the character. And they too. make a they make a limited run of the toy, and then that chase begins when you're a kid. You're going from toy store to toy store, from comic shop to comic shop, yep. just looking to find that one fucking toy. Yep. And then when you do, it's like the happiest day of your life. Yeah. I had what was what so I'm going to tell you my favorite uh, toy hunting story for me when I was a kid. So me, my the, my golden uh, toy uh, from being a kid was the original Beast toy from the original uh, – oh. not the original, like the second run of the X-Men line. Wow. It was a, okay. a big boxy beast toy. It was the first beast toy they had ever made. It was the blue furry beast, and he had the, the jumping action. You know, like you like you, yep. you pressed him down, he would and he would jump, and he would flip. And it was like such a cool toy, and it was one of those – again, like they didn't make a lot of them, and you could not – like every every week when I would – every month when I would get my wizard and my toy fair, it was always listed as like the number one yep. hardest to find, most rare toy, and I would be – Everywhere, everywhere, yep. every fucking looking for this yep. thing. And I remember the one day I found that I will never forget. I went to this this shithole comic shop. Um, actually, uh, ironically, it, it used to be right across the street from where a shared universe is right now on that stretch of oh, 35. Really? Yeah, before you hit the really? bottom wall. There used to be a comic shop right there. I think there's actually like a rub and tug there now. Yeah, <laughs> probably. There, it looks there, like it. There used to be a comic shop. There's a little tiny hole in the wall comic shop. And I went in one day with my mom, and I, I was like, you know, ten, nine years old, whatever. I walked in, and I'm going in the back, and I'm shuffling through the things. I pushed my way to the back of the the uh, thing on the, the where the toys are hanging, and I saw the beast in the back, and I lost it. Oh, I lost man. my mind. I was like, Mom, I need to have it, Mom. Mom, <laughs> Mom I need it. Come on. Cool. And it was like the greatest toy ever. Mine was uh, my my favorite story, a toy hunting story, is. Uh, when the Incredible Hulk cartoon show came out. In the 90s? So, yeah, in the 90s. Yeah. Um, I was actually a big fan of the Mr. Fix-It character version of the Hulk. So Mr. Fix-It yeah. is a gray version of the Hulk. So the Hulk, um, you know, he, he got hit with a gamma bomb and his skin color changed and he became a gray Hulk. And it was sort of a blend of Bruce Banner and the Hulk. So he was he was not as strong as the Hulk is. And in the stories, and it was, it was a, a storyline that was written by Peter David and it's actually a pretty awesome story but essentially um hulk was not only smart but he was like snarky yeah right and he so he wasn't as strong as like the green hulk the savage hulk was but he was he was really snarky and he became a bouncer for a las uh, las vegas bookie that was there right and so they in the cartoon show they they did an episode uh with mr fixit that was based around mr fixit and that gray hulk character where they created a toy about Mr. Fix-It, right? Where he was the Grey Hulk. He actually had this sleeveless, like, jacket that he wore. He had the little tie. He had a hat, right? He had this big gun that he held, yeah. right? And he was, like, this giant character. He was, like, this giant toy. I went 
everywhere looking for that toy. I, I can't tell you how many Toys R Us's that I went to, how many comic book stores. And then one day I finally found it. I finally found it. Uh, when I was actually, I actually had a relative come over and uh, they broke one of my toys. And, they broke uh, that toy? No, no, no. Oh. They, they broke one of my other toys, so I guilt tripped my parents into taking me <laughs> to the toy store. I'm like, oh, they broke my. It was actually Bob from the Batman, the original Batman, the uh, movie. Oh, the Bob? Yeah, the Bob character. Oh, my God. So you. Broke... Yeah. I'm a number one. The guy. The guy. <laughs> yeah, so it was my action figure of Bob, and they broke my Bob character. So oh, I, I guilted my parents into taking me to uh, the toy store to replace the character. And, nice. And, uh, it was like that one night, and finally it was like, oh, I'm like, there it is. There it is. It's there. And so we bought it. It was awesome. That, was that the one he had? He had the hat that yeah, could come off, Yeah, right? he had the yeah. hat that came off. He had the tie that yep. could come off. And right? is that not the most 90s thing ever when they gave the Hulk a gun? Yeah, like, exactly. Like, and it was like it was like a gun, and it, it, it had like a little spring, and yeah. fired this giant like grenade yeah. missile out of it. It was awesome. It was so and, cool. And obviously no dig against Peter David because Peter David is unquestionably No, just not the opposite. Yeah. I, I think it's one of my favorite yeah. Hulk stories. 100%. I, yeah. I would love if they did a movie yeah. based on Mr. Fix-It. I think it could be a really fun – you know, it's casino, right? Like we always talk about how Marvel does these different genres of movies, right? right? With with all of their characters, right? Where they do space movies, they do comedies, they do the the rom com with the yep. original Thor movie, Ant Man right? the heist you know, movie, yeah, which is you know much more of the the heist movie, the comedies, yep. right? We're now going to get into the buddy cop stories, right? Oh, yeah. With uh, with um, uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon, yep. right? So I think it would be so cool if they did like a gangster style movie do casino but with the hulk dude i think it'd be so cool i agree it'd be yeah. so awesome yeah so big shout out peter david way to go um going back to x-men news though something that uh came out which i, I think is really interesting i mean we, we we've theorized matt you and i <laughs> about a secret x-men project that we heard you know little ramblings about here and there but really didn't know anything ramblings. about yeah, ramblings, rumblings. You know. <laughs> that, that's like the correct way to say it. Oh, is it? Uh, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> actually, actually, it's, it's, it's rumblings. <laughs> Whatever. So anyway, so uh, earlier this week, Brian Michael Bendis, uh, the one and only Brian Michael Bendis, came out on Twitter and said that he is actually working on an X-Men movie called X-Men 143. And X-Men 143 uh, seems to be an homage to an edition of uh, the X-Men comic book, um, X-Men issue 143, and it's a story based around uh, Kitty Pride. And she has this kind of um, adventure in the X-Mansion by herself, and it revolves all around her, right? There are some really good uh, ancillary characters that are there, but it mainly is based on uh, Kitty Pride, And I think it's really cool, right? I, I think it would be awesome if they could bring Ellen Page back to play Kitty Pride. I really liked her and the way that she played the character in Last Stand as well as in uh, Days of Future Past. Um, and so I think it, it, I think it's really interesting to see, you know, is this something that's going to be a part of the new Marvel Universe, right? Um, or is it going to be something that is... Uh, is not going to be connected. Yeah, and like, and I'm wondering though, like, does it even get made though? Because I mean, he said earlier this week that he's still working on it. Yeah, but I mean, is he just working on the script though? Like, does he have? I mean, it, it's is he a storyboarding. Yeah, it? that's what I'm saying. Maybe like, they're going to turn it into an animated movie. Yeah, instead. now that would be cool if it's an animated movie. Which you know, and let's touch on something. I mean, you and I are both huge Dragon Ball fans, right? 
the Dragon Ball Brawly movie in the United States yeah. made a hundred million dollars. Right? A hundred million dollars. Absurd. Like for an animated movie, an animated like niche action anime movie in the United States, not yeah. even in Japan. Like I understand how it would make that much money in Japan, but here in the United States, it made a hundred million dollars in the box office. Yeah, we still haven't seen it yet. We need to go see it. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I, I've, I've heard it's so just so I know. horrible. It's I know. not in the theaters anymore. Oh god I, damn it! Yeah, I know. And I gotta wait for. I, know. I was gonna. Go, I was gonna go try and see it last weekend. But. I'm sure it'll be out on Crunchyroll or something soon. Yeah, sure. app. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't wait. It looks DVD so good for sure. You know? Yeah. So X Men 143. I mean, it's a. It, it's certainly sounds like a really cool project and if brian michael bendis is writing it like yeah what count us in yeah 100 percent. but you know it's just it's so there's so much going on with the disney fox merger like what you know like we said it, how is it gonna fit yeah in? And, and 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 i think honestly i think if if it was me if i was brian michael bendis i would not be attempting to get this movie made live action i would be trying to do um a a animated movie anime or like a netflix style thing where it's like direct to the disney plus app or something like that and it's yeah. not connected because i feel like he's going to get stonewalled if he tries to make this live action i mean especially because it seems like a more one-off story exactly right? it's not it's not an x-men story it's just about one x-man right right one about x person i guess you could say <laughs> <laughs> right. it, it, it is yeah. 2019 uh, it's they're x people x people yeah. yeah yeah no x-man uh so i think it'd be great i think it'd be fucking great yeah yeah, I think it'd be cool. I think I think that it, it there's enough there to make it a really cool action story. Yeah. Right. And to make it really interesting. And and Brian make Brian Michael Bendis is actually working on Superman right now for DC. Right. He's actually writing the the Superman line, the Superman stories uh, in the comic books right now. So he's actually getting a chance to have his head in both places, both the Fortress of Solitude as well as the X Mansion. Yeah. Right. Which is really like he came out and said that like it's it's very unique for him and, it, and it's one of the more enjoyable experiences that he's had. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. And then um, you know other other movie uh, rumor news that has come out. Oh, it's less of a rumor, more of a c- uh, confirmed, more or less. Um, yeah. Zack Snyder, who. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, oh. I just I, I got chills when Poor I say his his name. It's like a it's like a dirty word. Oh, um, <laughs> in the movie universe. Um, so he ha- it appears that he's uh, given up his crusade to make uh, shitty comic book movies, and is now going to go back to making possibly good zombie movies. No, he's probably so, just going to be shitty zombie movies. I mean, I mean to be fair, so like to be fair, before Zack Snyder was Zack Snyder, he did make Dawn of the Dead he did. Um, in the early 2000s, which as far as zombie movies goes is definitely one of the better ones. It certainly has its problems. Um, but it's like, you know, when, when you watch that movie, if you go back and watch it now, you would never know that it was made by Zack Snyder no, because no. the only thing you associate Zack Snyder with now is gray color palettes, doom and gloom, and yeah. just and mopey, boring, bland characters. And yeah. this movie, Dawn of the Dead, is the exact opposite. So if he's going to go back to make Army of the Dead, which is apparently a more or less sequel to Dawn of the Dead, I'm, I can't believe I'm actually saying this. I'm excited to see Zack Snyder make this movie. Cautiously optimistic. Cautious, That's the best ca- good way to put it. Cautiously optimistic, yeah. right? Because like, it is still Zack Snyder. It is still Zack Snyder. <laughs> it's going to have a terrible score. 
right? Like <laughs> you, you get know, Hans Zimmer in there to oh, write some awful music for you, man. And it's just and, and if it just has this convoluted, overly cheesy plot, right? Where he just no subtlety at all, just bashes your head in with yeah. the, the obvious. And I mean, as far as hopefully I'm, not, as but, far as I'm concerned, as long as he never makes another comic book movie again, let, let him do whatever he wants. Yeah, just stay away from my comic book movies, yeah, please, Zack Snyder. Stay away from the DC universe. Yeah, man. God. Why did they give him so much free reign? You know, I get that 300 did so well, right? Like, but why did they give him so much reign over everything? Like, Man of Steel was okay at best, right? But, you know, ugh. Yeah, no, uh, the, I, I don't know why they did either. And, and it's funny that you say that because let's talk about – so Kevin Smith was talking about this on his podcast the other day um, where uh, some news has come out about Zack Snyder's original plan for the original Justice League yeah, trilogy, which we'll, right. we will now never see. Right. Um, and I think, to answer your question, I think the reason why DC gave him <coughs> – excuse me, so much free reign and free control was because – his original plan was basically a carbon copy of what Marvel was doing. Yeah, and at that time, all DC wanted to do was, incorrectly, um, it was catch up to Marvel. They didn't really right. care about making a universe unique in and of itself and, and giving fans what they wanted. All they wanted to do was to try to match what Marvel was doing. So here's Zack Snyder. Hey, you know how they have Thanos? Well, I'm going to yeah. give you Darkseid, and we're going to have three Justice League movies all centered around Darkseid, and, and it's the exact same thing that Marvel's doing. It's going to make a lot of money. DC's like, yeah, great. Sounds good. Let's do it. <laughs> like, but it's such a dumb idea. Yeah. I mean, if you listen to his original trilogy idea, Kevin Smith laid it out in his podcast. So more or less, the first Justice League movie uh, was going to go the way that it went um, in, in the movie theaters. The big difference, and this is so dumb. I'm so glad they didn't do this. Yeah. The big twist at the end of Justice League was going to be that when Steppenwolf was getting shot back up the boom tube, right. the Justice League was going to look through the other end of the boom tube and see Darkseid dark on the side. other end. And then, and then all of a sudden be like, Oh yeah, okay. Well, uh, we should probably go kick that guy's ass too. Like, let's, let's yeah. figure out a way to do that. And yeah, then it, who's he? Yeah, you know? and then yeah, and then the second good. movie was going to be the big, you know, the big twist that nobody saw coming, where they go to Apocalypse and they get their asses kicked. Yeah, and it's like, but even if that is your plan, and like we said before, the Justice League movie we got in theaters was more or less the movie that Zack Snyder wanted to make. Yeah, the Justice League would have arguably zero reason to just decide to pack up and go to Apocalypse because yeah. there was no real eminent threat from Darkseid no. because they had destroyed no. the mother boxes. Oh, so, God. Like, I hate I hate that term. Like, <laughs> you don't pluralize mother box, right? Mother box is a thing, right? Mother boxing. Mother boxing. Mother boxes. <laughs> oh, it was so cringeworthy the first time I heard it. Mother boxes. No. And it's not, they're not three mother boxes. Mother boxes, it's a piece of technology. Yeah. It's a, you yeah. know, they create a mother box because mother box is the, it's like the central computer within Apocalypse, exactly. right? Exactly. You know, so mother box is a central thing. You know, there are many mother box. You box know? in. You know, boxes. <laughs> boxes many in many the, mother box in, box in the woods in. Donuts. <laughs> 
But so so yeah. So and then you yeah. know so this news comes out, and then of course the the DC fanboys now are reigniting their calls. Oh, the for Zack the Snyder, Snyder cut. The Zack Snyder, Snyder cut. And it doesn't help things that just a couple of days ago there was a clip released of Superman in the black costume fighting Steppenwolf. Right, and it's just so stupid. So dumb. It's just so dumb. It's, it's just so. Dumb. I would have hated the black costume because it had a cape and it's, yeah, you know it's, oh, it wasn't no really sense. like like it depends on how they brought Superman back from the dead, but like. Well, bringing him back from the dead at all in just like this is one of the reasons again that the the Zack Snyder cut again the the, the she never should have killed him in the first place. Yeah, a never should have killed him in the first place. And if you're gonna kill him, you can't immediately bring him back in the very next movie. The fucking movie Batman vs Superman hadn't even ended, and they show that scene of his coffin and the the stones, the pebbles are rising off of it, like which makes no sense with the way that they brought him back in Justice League. Oh, like it's no, so just, dumb. Like like. Zack Snyder. Like learn how thank to tell the story. Away. Like thank learn how. To, yeah. Thank you for stepping away. Like just learn how to how to how to do things like emotional effect. Like to kill a character in one movie and then immediately bring him back in the next movie. It's, there's nothing there. There is yeah. nothing there. And, and aside from the fact that we had no reason to even care about Superman as a character because he had, you know, to be fair, he had very good character development in Man of Steel and yeah. he had. Absolutely yeah. zero character development in Batman vs Superman. Yeah. Then and they killed a him. hero character. No, not they at didn't all. build him to be a hero. They didn't build him to have any reason why people loved and adorned him. And he almost it, like the whole time he was just mad that like people were talking shit about him. Right? Yeah, like, exactly. He was never that like sparkly, benevolent, like you know, ideal to strive for. Right? Which was one of the best scenes in all of. Um, in all of Man of Steel was that line, you know, when they're talking about how he is this ideal to strive for and people are going to stumble and fall, but they're going to one day join him in the sun, right? Such a cool scene. It's so amazing. And they yeah. ruin that entire idea, that entire concept. Yeah, the whole thing just yeah. went fucking down yeah. the shitter real fast. Yep. Because again, like we, we said it from the very beginning. Um, I mean, this was obviously long before Ready, Set, Review was a podcast yep. when Anthony and I were just sitting around having drinks and bullshitting about this kind of stuff but we saw it a mile away because don't forget man uh batman versus superman was supposed yep. to be man of steel 2 right and then when man of steel 2 got it i'm sorry when man of steel got a more or less lukewarm reception yeah i mean and it then, made money it did yeah, well it did, in the yeah. box office but not so much with fans it was, it was no. you know not all fans yeah. liked it and that's when dc decided to uh, course correct as they say and go after the marvel uh fan base by creating a shared universe right and we said from the very beginning you can't create a shared universe in one movie and that's no. how we got batman right. and wonder woman right. and doomsday all right. just thrown at us yeah. with nothing Dawn else of there justice and shoved down your throat it was so bad i mean yeah. like so uh what were we even talking about Zack snyder Zack snyder yeah, don't make his... comic movies ever again yeah, don't make comic your movies. original uh, trilogy cautiously idea. optimistic with yeah. a, a zombie film you your know? original trilogy idea for just sleep was stupid it's really good just dumb yeah. right there's there's so many so many people and, and things out there trying to be the next somebody right yeah and it happens in in professional wrestling a lot right in wwe and a lot of things everybody wants to be the next Shawn michaels or the next stone cold Steve Austin or the next Hulk Hogan, right? You should worry less about being the next somebody and yeah. being the first you. Yeah, exactly. Right? The Rock was never trying to be the next anybody. He was just worried about being the Rock, right? Same same thing with Stone Cold. Stone Cold wasn't trying to be the next Hulk Hogan, 
right? Yeah. But he was the biggest character in the 90s because he was the first Stone Cold, mm -hmm. right? You know, same thing with Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels wasn't worried about being the next Ric Flair or the next Ricky Steamboat, right? You know, same thing with Chris Jericho. Wasn't worried about being the next Ricky Steamboat, but the first Chris Jericho, that's right. right? You know, and that's really what they should, they should focus on and try and do. And no matter what you do, don't try and be what other people have done. Don't try and be the next you know, whatever the big thing was, try and be the first yourself, right? You know, take, you know, take that pride and create something that's unique, that's original and, and, and do it on your own, right? Don't try and carbon copy something that's already been done before because you're not going to do it in the same way that they did it, right? You, you got to be fresh. It's got to be different. And next week on the Emotional Support Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no, wait, wait. Listen, listening to a lot of uh, Gary V recently. Yeah, a lot of self-help books. Big, yeah. big, big shout out, Gary Vanyerchuk. I love you, man. Yeah, no, but you're absolutely right. When, when, when you're and when you're a creative person, you allow yourself to just be creative in your own right. With that, like you always want to take influences. You always want to take cues from other people. Yep. But the moment you set out to be something that somebody else has already done you're going to fail. Like, so mm -hmm. just word mm -hmm. to the, word to the wise. Um, but, uh, you know, talking about things that have already been done, um, Starship Troopers is in the news as Starship of late. Troopers. Yes. Uh, this, uh, this is huge for us because we love the original Starship Troopers man, movie. Man, what like, a crazy Top movie. 10 favorite, man. Dude, when I first saw that movie, it was so gory and so violent. It was, it like shocked me when I was a kid. Right, and they came out with two, you know, half-assed sequels to it, straight oh, to God. straight to DVD sequels. So bad, to, they were really awful. They were really awful. So, so I think we're we're living in a in an era now where people are, you know, for better or worse, we see a lot of uh, studios going back and trying to cash back in on previous success and revisiting yeah. old properties. And yeah, they want to have an established audience. Yeah, and to be fair, more often than not lately, it's been working and. Creed 2 did yeah. great. You know, that was Creed 2 yeah. is one of the, the best ways to do that. Yeah. Right? To cash in on that past audience. And I we think that this new news about Starship Troopers is going to be great because there's rumors that a Starship Troopers TV show is in the works with the original cast. Yeah. And no, no, does that include Neil Patrick Harris? Uh, it didn't. It, it didn't actually list any names. It just okay. said original cast. So okay. I'm willing to bet no NPH, given his different type of fame. But yeah. you can 100 uh, percent believe that Denise Richards and and fucking Jake Busey, like they ain't doing anything else right well, now. No, Denise. No, no, Denise Richards did live through it. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah she survived. Yeah, it, she was, survived. it was Diz. Yeah, Diz, Diz that got Diz killed. Diz got killed. And yeah. the other guy, her boyfriend, and yeah. uh, I'm forgetting Johnny Rico. Right, he, gets, he gets his yeah. brain sucked out. Sucked Man, the. They the his brains oh, out. Man. Oh, are we gonna see Clancy Brown, dude? Clancy Brown was in yeah. that movie. Yeah. He was, he was. You have to bust yourself to private. Do you yep. get me, right? And he, uh, I get you, sir. And he yeah. does bust himself to private, and he ends up capturing the brain dude. bug. And it was so right? great at the end. He's like, he's like, I want action. I want to see action. And he goes, Nice job, Lieutenant. He goes, uh, Actually, it's private. private. Sir, he shows yeah. his badge. I was like, Private, oh, sir. Yeah, private, it's sir. really it's cool. So good. So one of the cool things about Starship Troopers, and I really encourage anybody out there if you haven't seen the movie, go and check it out. Try and go and find. It. I'm sure there's millions of ways that you can find it for very, very cheap right now. Um, but for Starship Troopers, the book itself, because the movie was actually based on a book, and the book was a um, the book was a, actually social commentary on 
Nazis. Yeah. You know, that's why in the movie, they the, the outfits that yeah, they, they wore, like Nazis. they look like Nazis. They they literally look like Nazis. It was it was supposed to be social commentary where it was kind of like reversed, right? Yeah. Where the bugs were actually supposed to represent uh, the 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 Jewish community, yeah. right? And then the humans were representative of the Nazis. And the movie actually, based on when... With the, all the propaganda yeah. and everything that they had throughout the movie. And, and based everything. on when the movie came out, you can actually look at it in a different way too in that the, uh, the, the troopers, the humans, are like America and the bugs are like, you know, the rest of the world. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? Seriously. Like, we're just going... Seriously. Because if you watch the movie, if you, if you really pay attention to the movie, there's... No real reason for the human characters to be going out there to other planets killing bugs. Like the, the only reason is the asteroid that the bugs shoot into, and it, it right. takes out uh, um, uh, Buenos Aires. Yeah, Buenos Aires, yeah. right? Which was like yeah. an accident, more or less. Well, like <laughs> I mean, they, they specifically, it, it was an attack. Yeah, you know? but we were the provokers, though. Like humans. Yeah, like, exactly. They, yeah, they, they were so, trying yeah. to clear out the bug planet. So it's really interesting. Like, yeah, so it, there's a lot of you know it, uh, underneath the the big gory action scenes and the cheesy one-liners and the and and the big special effects there's really interesting the social commentary all the co-ed showers. showers there's really interesting social commentary in that movie so that okay. has especially in this day and age yeah. i think that they're going to do a lot of that if this is actually true this is just a rumor right now it's in, in, in development i would love to see this get made i would i would 100 percent watch this tv show i think it's a fucking fantastic idea yeah i think it's really cool i think especially if they they really hone in on the parts of the movie that people um really kind of locked in on right like like yeah. all of those um uh, propaganda things right would you like to know more yeah would you like so to know good. more yeah all of those different little scenes if they have those in the show yep. i think it'll be really cool if they do it that way Right, where they they have the the propaganda that's there, they create this overarching story. Right, you bring back some of the big characters, right, like Clancy Brown, like you know uh, Neil Patrick Harris, right. Even if it's just for like one episode. Oh my god! Right, I hope so they, cool. I hope they make like a Donald Trump style character, like wow. in the Federation, wow. like like a dickhead general, you know, or like dickhead like politician. Like I hope they make a which, Donald Trump character. Which it says something because in that movie, right. Um, uh, uh, I forget what the title was, but it was like Supreme Leader or whatever. Oh, was. Grand Admiral yeah, or was something. Yeah, it was something. or whatever her name yeah. was. But we got the first ever female African-American leader, like president. She yep. was like the leader of the entire yeah, the world, of the whole yeah. federation, right? And it was the first time that it had ever been done where it was a black African-American female who was leading, right? I mean, it was it was absolutely groundbreaking. Breaking that glass ceiling, Heck baby. yeah, man. Groundbreaking stuff. Stuff right there get after it um no it is february it's black history month yeah it is yeah you know so oh you know i just is that why they dropped the shaft trailer i mean <laughs> is, that a, is that a little like too on the nose uh, i mean uh, you know if there's any time to drop it it would be right now so the shaft trailer came out if you guys uh, haven't seen it, go and watch it. Dude, it's so good. Man. I cannot wait for this movie. Man, I was such a big fan of the Shaft movie that happened in the early 2000s. I think it was 2001. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, or something like that. And uh, where's the intern to pull up on the big board? I know, we don't have our media, our media intern's <laughs> no media not intern here today. Week, yeah. To put it on the big board. Um, but yeah, no, so... Uh, the original Shaft movie that had Christian Bale and it had uh, uh, Samuel L. Jackson playing Shaft. It was such a great movie, yeah. right? And it had that character Peoples, right? Because yep. you always take care of your Peoples. <laughs> right? 
Oh, it was 2000, actually. Oh, was it 2000? Yeah, 2000, yeah. yeah. And yeah. It, um, it, you know, funny. Great movie. Just such yeah. a great movie. Very interesting. Really edge of your seat kind of stuff. Um, you know, really cool detective story and, and kind of like a revenge story, right? And um, or maybe not a detective story, but like, you know. Yeah. Uh, it was just really, really well done. Um, and it even had Richard Roundtree in it so playing, great. you know, uh, Samuel L. Jackson. I think he, he was his uncle. He wasn't his dad. He was uncle. I think. Uh, uncle, I think. Yeah. yeah. So, so in the new, in the new, mo- uh, the new movie, it brings yeah. back Richard Roundtree, brings yep. back Samuel, and now Samuel has got a kid. Right. Which Richard Roundtree has a much more prominent role in this movie yeah, than he, he did sure in the last does. one. Yeah, sure does. Oh, in the trailer, it's great. Where the, the, the guy, the <laughs> Man, guy pulls so a knife good. on him, and he just blows him away with a shotgun. Yeah, kind of. Samuel's like, "What did you fight him with the knife?" I'm like, no, I shot him. Yeah, I shot him. <laughs> what are you doing? You know. <laughs> So cool, man! I'm yeah. just really excited, um, dude. It looks amazing. And uh, not gonna lie, I'm actually glad that the son character um, is a different actor than Michael B. Yeah, Jordan. Like not Michael B. It's Jordan. Not Michael B. Jordan. No, no. Don't get me wrong. I love Michael B. Jordan. I think everything that he's done um, has been great, with the exception of Fantastic Four. Um, you know, I think that he he was in, he's been incredible as Adonis Creed. I think he's he was absolutely incredible in Black Panther. Um, I think that he's been really that prominent actor right now but um you know i'm glad to see that there are other uh, actors that are getting a shot to do these really cool you know kind of big name movies right now yeah no a hundred percent um so we're we are definitely going to go see this movie we cannot wait for it to come out it's going to be absolutely incredible yeah um other trailer that came out be the surprise hit of the summer definitely yeah um another trailer that came out this week uh which i with every fiber of my being I want to hate. I don't want to like this trailer, <laughs> but I, I just, I can't hate it. It's so good. The Hobbs and Shaw trailer. Oh, no, excuse me, excuse me. Fast and Furious, Fast and Furious presents. Come on, thank you. It's the new Fast and Furious movie. Hobbs and Shaw. And God fucking damn it, I want to hate this so bad. Not because I don't like The Rock or because I don't like Jason Statham. I love them both, but because the Fast and Furious movies are not good and this movie like did not need to happen. It shouldn't have happened. Fuck, it looks good. It looks really awesome, dude. It just looks – it looks like that delicious, over-the-top – you're not going into this movie for the plot, right? You're not going in for like – this is not right? going to win an Oscar. And what did I right? say? Buddy Cop movie. It buddy Cop. Like, it looks like a, a hilarious buddy, buddy Cop movie. movie. God damn it. Between The Rock and Jason Statham, right? It's like, it's like they knew. It's the like they knew how to get me in. The will never burst. It's never going to burst. The Rock is the greatest – he it will never burst. He is amazing, and oh, this is just so this movie is just gonna be. He is he's the new. He's like Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger and like Don the Dragon Wilson yeah. or any of those other because he does like a lot of those crappy movies too. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. But they all are hits because he's in them. And right, it's, so and he's it's, like a combination of like every awesome action actor yep. in the eighties all wrapped into one. And the trailer has this amazing – like, yeah, like this is a through-and-through through buddy cop, yeah. like, action comedy almost. Yeah. There's this one great scene in the trailer where they're, they're like, going out of a uh, the window of a skyscraper, and, like, they bo- you both think they're going to go together down the rope, down the side of the building. Like, one, two, three, and only The Rock jumps out, and Jason stays and, like, waves yeah, the, the elevator. And he gets in an elevator, and there's just this great scene where he's – and, and Jason and, – uh, The Rock is – flying down the side of the building, like, taking out bad guys, and Jason Statham is just 
chilling in the elevator, you yeah, know? Yeah, like, it up, dude. Dude, oh, oh my God. When the, when the Rock punches that guy with yeah. the helmet on, it's just like, oh, my God. And he mouths, fuck you. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> uh, I didn't want to like this trailer. And no, Idris it's, Elba. It's so hard to not like it. And it, Idris Elba it, is in it as the yeah. villain. and like it. Which, uh, it, all so of a sudden, like, Fast and the Furious became a superhero movie, oh, you know? Oh, yeah, because so. he, he has some sort of, like, like uh, Super Max, Soldier yeah, Zero, super, you know? oh, there you go. <laughs> Man. The Rock is like, I will be in a comic book movie one of these days. Like, when are you going to be Black Adam? I want to see The Rock as Black Adam. Oh, when are we going to get it? <laughs> God. So, uh, trailers. I mean, we'd be we we'd be a terrible podcast if yeah. we uh, did not talk about. The new Avengers Endgame trailer yeah. that came out uh, yeah. during the worst Super Bowl I've ever seen in my entire life. That's the, yeah, we're not going to talk about yeah, that. We're not going to talk about that. Because that was the worst game I've ever no. seen. The, just the worst sports game. Not yeah. just football game. The worst sports game yeah, I've ever seen. It was so boring. And but it was such a letdown. The Avengers Endgame TV spot came out and... Oh, it's only 30 seconds, but yep. man, yep. it's 30 seconds of glory. So 30 like, seconds that you just want to watch over and over and over again to try and nitpick and find out, you know, kind of plot points and things like that. So it starts, so we'll, we'll take you through it just a little bit. It's, it starts with um, some some uh, uh, exposition shots of uh, what is the world as we know it now with half the population yep. gone. It's very dark looking, very grim, uh, you know, um, you know, a little bit of little bit of the Zack Snyder playbook, if you will, but that's yep. okay because half the population is been uh, annihilated so like i think that's fair yeah and and i you know out of nowhere steve rogers is in this like self-help group right you know with these people and it's like a very like he doesn't say anything it's a very cool like quick little scene yeah 100 percent. oh man and then it cuts to uh it cuts to a little bit of uh uh, uh ant-man and war machine like right. and then you've got up. tony stark in the ship tony stark in the ship so that's interesting let's talk about that because earlier yeah, a few weeks ago we had theorized that uh, Gwyneth Paltrow in the rescue right, armor right. was going to be how Tony Stark gets because saved. Because there have been a few right. tweets and images of her talking about like donning armor. But now, not so sure with yeah, that scene. Right, because in the background in the scene is Nebula. You, you, if you go back and watch it, she's in the background of that scene, right? And they're she's helping, Yeah, they're, she's helping him to create something. Yep. So my thought is that Iron Man is going to create, very similar to the first movie, he's going to create a makeshift Iron Man armor to help him escape from that ship. And that would right? be a very Marvel thing to do, a very much of a callback to complete, you know, in a way, the character arc of Tony Stark where, you know, he's he starts his Iron Man uh, journey in that cave with no resources, yep. making the suit to survive. Full circle. And he's ending it... In the spaceship, in space, making yep. a suit to survive. To survive, like that's yeah. that's that's pretty fucking deep. Marvel, good yeah. job on yeah. good job very, on you if that's yeah. the way very, it's gonna go. Very, very good job. Very I still job. personally would like to see the rescue angle, like that's how he gets saved. But I'd honestly be fine either way. Either way, yeah, yeah. And it's gonna be really cool. I mean, the other cool scene that we're, we we get is the hand in the Captain America oh shield. Oh my god, nerd! Which runner. obviously you haven't seen the Captain America shield since Civil War, right? When Iron Man took it, so. Um, obviously Captain America gets his shield back and, and now we're going to so get good. full on. Cause like, I didn't really like Captain America in the last movie, right? He seemed kind of like a boring character. Well, cause almost. he wasn't Captain America. Right. He, was he wasn't. He was just, yeah, he, he was, was like man Steve without Rogers. a country. Yeah. yeah. Steve Rogers. Yeah. 
Um, but he wasn't even Nomad. Didn't even use the shotgun or anything. Didn't have <laughs> the cape with the folded down boots. Right, yeah. right. With the long uh, duster trench coat, right? Another thing I found interesting was, um, if you notice, the scene where you see Black Widow uh, doing some quick target practice with her, with her handgun, um, her hair is much longer. So I think that implies that Endgame has a bit of a bit of a time jump yeah. to it, you know, for yeah, at, at least a couple months, which uh-huh. would make sense. I think that'd be really cool if they did that to show sort of like there's this, uh, you know, I think it would be great if they show this kind of like adjustment period, and I think it would be yep. good storytelling so that it's like you know, okay, Thanos wins at the end of Infinity War, right. and and it's not the the solution to bringing people back is not an immediate solution. Right. Some time has passed. Like they've been working on this. I think it's a right. cool idea. Yeah, I think it is cool too because you're dealing with that. Um, almost like the same thing in with Superman when Superman dies. The thing that we talked about when we reviewed uh, the Return of uh, Superman or the Reign of the Superman yep. movie was that the one thing that they did that was very very good was the funeral for a friend. You know, kind of feeling right where you this time passes without yeah. Superman, right? So I think that that same thing that that period of mourning has to happen, and you have to have that period of mourning exactly. right to be able to go into it. And right now, I mean, they're talking about a three hour runtime. Right, where the last movie was like two and a half hours. Yeah. Right. And you know what the funny thing is? Whereas like most people talk about these long movies and like, oh, it was too long, it was drawn out. Everyone, every single person like coming out that I've I've heard was just like, Yeah, sure. Make it three hours, make it three and a half hours. Yeah. I dare you. And they I said you. They, I got nothing but time. They said the test audiences that like nobody is leaving to like take a pee break or anything. People no. are sitting there the entire three hours. Yeah, just like, locked into your seat. So that's I mean that's that's what you want. And yeah, that's 100%. that's very exciting. And then the other thing too, some of course, you know, now that people have had about a week to dissect every square inch of this trailer. People are now uh, theorizing that the hand with the shield is actually yeah. Bucky's hand. Yeah. Like, dudes, dudes, thin. dudes, thin. that's paper thin because you see his hand, there's flesh there. And then somebody yeah. I was reading on one of the, the, the you know, the message boards, somebody then said, well, well, you know, maybe Wakanda developed some, like, you know, flesh technology no. for the metal arms. No. Shut up. Just no. shut up. That's no. so stupid. Yeah. Like, it's so dumb. Now, what would be cool, what would be cool is if that scene oh. that everybody thinks is Bucky, uh-huh. if maybe in an after credit scene, because we're all obviously expecting Steve Rogers to die, sure. if we get an after credit scene that shows Bucky picking up the shield, yeah. now that would be fucking... Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you, and I think it's a great way to segue into sort of the next storyline, yep. right, and the next series of movies, yep. right, because Endgame is going to come full circle, and the entirety of movies since 2008 are, are all now coming to a close, right, yep. and, and this entire story that they've built right, is um, is now coming to an end, right? Yeah. Now, <laughs> the funny thing is that we're going to get a chance to see is notoriously in comic books, the way that they end great stories is notoriously bad, bad yeah. right? It's notoriously bad. Will Marvel be able to do it where you have this great story that you've told so far, but you've got to end it well, right? Now, you, I mean, now it's... it's I feel like this is even the this is the the harder story to tell, right? Like like Infinity War was actually an easier story to tell than this one is because yeah. you could make it a sad ending, you could make it tear jerking and and heart wrenching, right? Well, this has to end on a very positive, good guys win, bad guys lose kind of thing. Exactly, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna say knock on wood that I think Marvel can do it. They haven't given us a reason to believe 
yeah. that they can't. That they can't. But uh, I, I want to see a cool little cheeky, just quick scene, you know, uh, in the movie. I would love to see a scene where Captain America and Captain Marvel are together, and somebody goes, "Hey, Captain!" And they both turn yeah. around. Yeah. Goes, what? Yeah. And, and they both look at each other like, "Yeah, me, 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 me." I think it'd be a great sort of like you know who's on first kind of moment yeah. there. Yeah, very just funny. Classic. I, I agree. I agree. That's a nice little cheesy. Kind yeah. Of um, so, all right. So we're at the time of the show. Actually, before we get to the actual final time, of yeah, the we're show, gonna we're gonna bring in a new segment into the yeah. into the Ready Set Review show. Exactly. Uh, and we're gonna call it uh, "Will It Suck." Okay. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna talk about um, Alita: Battle Angel. Um, I'm actually really excited for this movie. Um, I actually read the, the mangas um, back in the 90s. I was a fan of the mangas. Um, I, I Is watched... it manga? No, no, I'm pretty sure it's manga. That's the American way to say it. Mm. Manga. Uh, coming from an <laughs> actually coming from an official weeb. <laughs> oh god manga fucking dude weird. man i got my dragon watch on man oh, my big dragon, dragon energy watch, watch. <laughs> no so um i was a fan of it and i was a, more of a fan of the anime um there was actually a, a standalone anime called battle angel alita right where so it was reversed um i'm actually really excited i'm going to do the iron city um you know kind of live experience tomorrow night uh which i'm really looking forward to um in brooklyn um but the movie itself, I think, is is going to be cool. Now, there's some mixed reviews. It, it seems like the, the thing that a lot of people hate is that the story that they're telling has been told like a million times before, right? But they do this really great job in creating this yeah. world that, that's there, right? I'm actually looking forward to it. It's got a great series of actors in it. Christoph Waltz is incredible, right? Like, he's such a good actor. I've liked him in everything that he's done. And Mahershala, Mahershala Ali is yeah. a bad guy. He's, he's like, incredible. He's yeah. also an incredible actor. Uh, Jennifer Connelly is yeah. in this movie. I think right? it's really interesting that this movie, if you, um, you know, if you follow the Rotten Tomatoes score, this movie has taken a fucking roller coaster ride on Rotten Tomatoes, unlike any movie I've ever seen because normally movies right. when they their first the first Rotten Tomatoes score you see that usually more or less becomes the final score sometimes it dips a little bit sometimes it goes up a little bit um, but Alita opened with a Rotten Tomatoes score of in the the low 30s last week right. and now it's up last I checked to 60 yeah it's 60%. like it's almost fr- like that yeah, doesn't that's happen almost, no that's almost certified fresh yeah literally I think, doubled right and and before the movie even comes out yeah and I think that once this hits the the mainstream, I think that the fans are going to lock onto it, and I yeah. think people are really going to like it, especially because right now there's not really a whole lot out else that's out there right now to right. go and see. Right? There's no like Captain Marvel doesn't come out for a little while. When does the Lego Movie come out? This weekend. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Oh, didn't I say that? Oh last yeah, sorry week? about that. Yeah, yeah. I believe I'm leaving. I'm owed uh, an apology. Yeah, you are. I, I do apologize. Lego Movie fucker. does come out this weekend. Did not come out last week. And in fact, the, the winner of the week last week was Glass. That's so a, depressing. With a with an <laughs> earth shattering, unstoppable nine million dollars. That's literally I like nine million dollars. But hey, you know, good on them. Like we said, January is a shit month for movies. So is a lot of February. That was literally just grabbing at straws. Be like, ah, eh, what? Might as well go see Glass because there's literally nothing right. else out. Right. A lot of people are predicting, though, for Alita, Alita Battle Angel for it to be 
uh, Fox's burst, first big flop of the year. Yeah, I think right? it will they're, be. It, it had like a $200 million budget, yeah. and they're predicting that it's only going to make about $50 million in the box office, yeah. which I, I don't think so. I, I would be very surprised if it didn't. Well, I mean, because you got the Lego movie coming out. See, the nice thing is that the Lego movie is coming out this weekend, right? and then Alita comes out next weekend, and it's the weekend. It's after Valentine's Day, yeah. right? Valentine's Day? I definitely you know? think $50 million is a way low ball estimate. Yeah, like, I, I mean, this is not Mortal Engines we're talking about no, here. Like, no. you know, like whether or not you, you again, don't listen to critics. They're all fucking idiots. Yeah. And they're clearly divided on their uh, their feelings for this movie. But Alita is a movie that we look at and it looks like a movie we want to see. Yeah. Mortal Engines, on the other hand, we had absolutely no desire to see. It looks yeah, fucking no terrible. Yeah. And but, Alita, you can actually go and watch the uh, Alita anime is on YouTube. It's an hour yeah. long. There's many different streams of it. You can go and watch the original anime on YouTube, right? Which is really cool, right? Yeah, so totally. you can you can go and see it. It's also called, I believe it's called Gun, uh, G-U-N-N, I think. Um, uh, but it's on YouTube. You can yeah, go yeah. and find it. Just, yeah. you know, go and look for it. And I would definitely encourage you, if you have any interest at all in seeing this movie, watch the anime first, and then, you know, go and see the movie and tell us what you think. Yeah, totally. Um, so, uh, so, yeah. so winner of the week then, as we get into that, as our, uh, as we always do each yeah. week. Um, so now that we know that the Lego movie is actually coming out this yep. week. A um, couple other movies coming out this week are uh, literally nothing. nothing. There is nothing, dog right. shit coming out yeah. this week. Actually, let me, let me rephrase that. Let me rephrase that. I mean, talk about, you, you know, list there is, some of the movies. There right? is one movie. Well, so this movie, Arctic, is coming out, and it actually looks pretty good, but yeah. I believe this is a Netflix release. I don't think Could this be. is a... Um, I don't. I don't believe. Or it's a, got a, It's not a Netflix. Netflix only release. It's a extremely, extremely like indie style limited release here. Um, yeah, and it's going to have way less screens. Yeah. Than, uh, now, than what Lego. is what is coming out though? That uh, again, I think a very limited release, but and it, it will by no means do well at the box office. But it looks fucking great. Is uh, the man who killed Hitler? Yes, and then I was Big hoping you'd Foot. bring this up. Like, yeah. so this is the one. Just real quick, it's about it's so starring Sam Elliott. So yeah. right off the bat, yeah, there's Sam a reason Elliott. to go and see. And I've it. heard he's the best part of the movie. Yeah. Here, so. Um. So it's uh, I'll read you just a quick synopsis here. Decades after ending World War II by assassinating Adolf Hitler in an undercover operation, unsung American hero Calvin Barr is called upon by the government to hunt down Bigfoot, the carrier of a deadly plague that could destroy so like this is just, yeah this, this is literally like the the fucking spin-o wheel you know it's like, it's like okay plot and then this uh, you know they're throwing you ever you ever see the movie blank man yeah david waits when they're throwing darts at the board to get news so it's like exactly the vice president and an alien. Yeah. Have S and M sex. It's, it's, it's literal. <laughs> it's literal movie Mad Libs is what it is. Yeah, it's like, that's what it looks like. It's like it's like hey, I've got this really great idea about a guy that kills Adolf Hitler in World War Two. He's an undercover agent. Great. How's the movie end? Uh, I don't know. Hey, no I've idea. got this idea about a movie <laughs> who has to go and hunt down Bigfoot to save humanity. Hey, hey Bigfoot. Like, what if the guy who assassinated Hitler is hired to hunt down Bigfoot? <laughs> Dude, I am so in to see this movie. Yo, I can't I wait. Definitely want to go see it. I yeah. can't wait. Like, <laughs> it is definitely going to be ridiculous. Yeah, we are one hundred percent going to see that movie. Yeah. Um. Uh. Cold Pursuit also uh comes out this week. Yep. And um. You know, this again. 
this movie would have had zero chance against the Lego movie anyway. Yeah. Um, but to be fair, if you're following the news and you heard anything about Liam Neeson's most recent <sighs> bonehead comments, wow, just really regardless bad. of how you feel about just them, really bad. Yeah. Those comments are going to torpedo that movie's chances at the box office. Torpedo that guy's career. Yeah. And um, I also think uh, What Men Want comes out. Oh, it does. Yeah, What Men Want comes out. Yeah, and uh, that – yeah. So just, so I think that'll you know that'll do reasonably well. I think it will actually do better next weekend than it will this weekend. Yeah, for Valentine's like, yeah, Day. It's more like a Valentine's Day movie. Yeah, and that movie, you know? just in case you're wondering how good it's going to be, it comes out. Uh, literally tomorrow, and it has a review embargo on it still. So, uh, yeah. so yeah, that's how you know your movie's a winner when the review embargo yeah. uh, goes up to literally the release date of the movie. Yep. So that one's going to be a stinker. Lego's going to win the weekend, we think, uh, without a doubt. Yeah, I, I think without question. I mean, the last Lego movie was really great. The Lego Batman movie was really great. Yeah. It, for adults and kids alike, you know, it's it, it's one of those things where it's got those earworms, right? Where it's got those songs that are just yep. so catchy, you can't get out of their head everything is awesome exactly <laughs> you know like uh yeah i think it's gonna have those cool things and it's definitely gonna it's gonna trounce on anything that else that comes out this weekend yeah it absolutely will so yep. uh, so make sure you go out and check out some movies this weekend uh, if you yep. can get a seven dollar smackdown in support support your local movie theater yeah, definitely support your local movie theaters support your theaters in general you know go out check out something go see the yep. lego movie or go see uh uh, the man who killed Adolf Hitler and Bigfoot, or whatever the name. Yeah. Of that movie is. Some ridiculously long title. Do you and, know who made that? Was that was that Legion M as well? Uh, I don't think so. No. no. Yeah, I don't think so. I'll go back and check. It, it believe, seemed so. like that kind of movie yeah. that would be made by them, but yeah. I, I, th- I, I think I think that movie uh, is being brought to you by cocaine. Um, <laughs> yeah, just being honest. Dude, that is that is literally one of those conversations <laughs> that you have at three o'clock in the morning, wasted with yeah, your friends. Like, Dude, <laughs> what if we did this movie about like? Like yeah. the, the the assassin of Adolf Hitler, <laughs> and we hire him to hunt down Bigfoot, bro. Yeah. Like, this week's movie brought to you by drug abuse. Like yeah, yeah fucking. Heck. So uh, so when you're done supporting your local movie theaters this weekend, uh, go and support your support. friends at Ready Set Review. Yeah, support us. Go hey. like our stuff on Instagram. Hey, go subscribe to SoundCloud. Go listen to all of our shit. Yeah, we give promise us a like. you'll like it. Yeah. If you don't like our shit, you're probably just an unfunny, boring human No, but being. even if you don't like our stuff, tell us what you didn't like, right? You know, we're always trying to learn and, and make the uh, show better as we grow. I'm not trying to learn from these people. Oh, man, we're always trying to learn from our audience. <laughs> we have the best audience in the world. Are you kidding me? Our <laughs> we, listeners are the best listeners in we, the world. We do have some good listeners. I'm, yeah. I'm kind of surprised we don't have that many uh, raging fanboys despite how we talk yeah. about how so, much we hate yeah, fanboys. So, uh, <laughs> so please, you know, go out, support us, give us a like, subscribe, let us know what you think. Let us know, uh, you know, your predictions for any movies. Do you think Alita Battle Angel is going to be bad, right? Do you think it's going to be terrible? Do you think it's going to be a bomb in the box office? Or do you think it's going to be really cool? I I think that uh, Rosa Salazar is going to be great as the main character. I think they're going to do a really good job in creating this entire universe. It's something that James Cameron has wanted to do since 2003, and he's now finally getting a chance to do. And I think it's a movie for fans and not really for critics. So hopefully it'll be something that's... um, you know, kind of at least bridges the gap between now and the time that Captain Marvel comes out. <laughs> yeah, totally agree. So uh, so make sure you go check it out. Go check us out. And uh, make sure you come back next week and listen to us talk and rant and bitch and moan again. <laughs> true reviewers, Stay we tuned. love you. Stay tuned, true reviewers. Stay tuned, true reviewers.